Hello and welcome to Kira Conversations, the show that talks insights into sofas, fabrics, tips and tricks, plus all things design. I'm your host, Justin. In today's episode, we'll be talking with Tala from Four Corner Rugs, a hand-curated rug company owned by sister and brother team who had the industry in their blood having grown up in rug stores. I'm excited to unpack her story, the brand and the difference they are making to the industry and lots more. Our guest today is Tala. How are you, Tala? Are you excited? I am excited. It's good to be in sunny Sydney. Yeah, the weather's definitely come along. So you were saying before you've been on a podcast. Yes, a girlfriend of mine. So a bit of backstory. I used to be a corporate lawyer and one of my colleagues and friends, she quit the law. um, Well, she left law just like me and she became a life coach and she decided to interview me as part of her series of women who have gone off and done totally different stuff. So that was really cool. Um, So an ex-lawyer. That's interesting. Don't be scared. No, I'm not. (laughs) So we have been chatting for a few months now um, and, you know, across social media and email and I don't think we've spoken on the phone, but look, um, we just just love your brand and what you guys are doing. And uh, I guess what we wanted to do today was really uh, sort of unpack for the listeners exactly what Four Corner Rugs does and where you're from and what you do. So I guess um, to open up the conversation, can you can you give us a little bit more of the backstory about your previous career, how you got into rugs, the name of the business, you're involved with your brother. Yes, I am. So it is your time to talk. You said you love talking. So I do. Tell us I just tell us everything. It'd be great, whatever cool. you want to share. Well, um, so Ari, who is my brother, where he's four years younger than me, Ari and I pretty much grew up in rug stores. So we were the little toddlers crawling around on the piles oh, wow. of rugs and stuff. And back in the day, the shops used to have the upstairs section, like the mezzanine section. There were two stories. So we would always have a playroom upstairs and then we'll come down whenever we needed mum and dad to feed us or change our diapers or whatever. So um, we grew up in rug stores. It was, it was So why did you grow up in rug stores? What is so that? My, sorry, my parents yeah. um, owned rug stores. Oh, wow. So we kind of started off before we were born. And then um, Ari and I, so we obviously went through uni and everything. I did law and science and pursued law as a career for a little while. But Ari, while studying, was working part-time still with mum, who has a rug store as well. Um, So were these rug stores here in Sydney or Melbourne? In Melbourne. So we were born and bred Melbourne. Um, I did come to Sydney for a little bit during my corporate career and then sadly had to go back to Melbourne and that's what kind of started this whole Hmm. maybe I'm ready for a career change sort of um, shift in my mentality and questioning what I wanted to do with my life. Meanwhile, my brother has always been helping out mum with her brand and she's done really well for herself. She was a single mum and in a very male-dominated industry, kind of made a little name for herself. Not actually little, she's built like a... So has mum still got the business? And mum still has her business. So, so mum still has a rug business? And then we're her competitors. And then you're the little competitors. Yeah. So has mum got a store or she how does, does, how does she her? She does. Mom, oh, wow. But the thing is we kind of complement each other. My brother had this vision of going off and doing his own rug store just about the time that I was ready, ready to leave law. And I thought maybe we could divide and conquer, um, combine our minds and maybe come at it 
with a different view and help each other out. So my brother's weaknesses are actually my strengths and vice versa. Mm. So it works really well and we're both super creative. So we so wanted- who, I was going about to ask who is the creative. Usually there's a, One uh, a cutter and a sewer. Is, is that we're, how it works or is that, are you both creative in no, your own? We're both creative, which helps because if I'm having a moment where nothing's really coming to me in terms of ideas, Ari's got them and vice versa. And we're both pretty good with the attention to detail and technical stuff. So we do all our marketing ourselves, all the photo yeah. shoots I run. So I must say I do pro- probably more of the creative aspect, um, the branding, the marketing, our photo shoot campaigns, which we'll get into because they're super fun um, and I think you'll enjoy those. But, yeah, I'm predominantly the creative and he's more operations, okay. but we both have that skill set so we can – we came up with the brand together. We came up with our vision together and we kind of balance each other, each other so out. On, on, so let's just, if we can break that down a little bit, let's start with the name. Yes, Four Corners So rugs. Four Corners, to me, <laughs> what that means is there's four corners on a rug. Yep, so, pretty spot on. <laughs> but, but, but how does that... How, how did does we that, come to yeah, it? Yeah, no, what is that? Um, so I guess you... A lot of people would look at a rug store and let's talk about the when maybe your mum had the stores and maybe back in the 90s or the 80s, the typical rug store. Yeah. I'm assuming uh, have, not having seen your store, uh, very different, very on trend, very modern, very probably easy to walk through, easy to you yeah. know maneuver yourself for a way around. So the name Four Corners, why Four Corners? Why, why did that come about? So the name was funny. Um, we couldn't agree on a name. So we didn't want it to be like a take of both of our names combined. We didn't want to have a um, persona. Like we didn't want it to be a person's name. Like we were toying around with like Aria rugs and all this stuff and we're like, it just doesn't stick right. It's not our brand. It's not who we are. And we wanted, like you said, to step away from that typical rug store sort of mentality. So we're like. Yeah, rugs hanging in the window. So we do have all of that. Oh, yeah. No, no inflatable inflatable man out the front. Yeah. No, so we didn't want that at all. So we're like, what can we do? So my brother came up with the name Four Corners Rugs, actually. So I have to give him full credit. But Ari was just like. Shout out to Ari. Shout out to Ari. And he was like, you know what? Let's just go. I don't know if I'm concerned, but let's just go bloody literal. And Mm. there's four corners to Mm. most rooms. There's four corners to every rug. And then we kind of had a joke. I was like, what about if we ever did round rugs? He's like, no corners rugs. I'm like, you sold me. That's it. That's (laughs) the name. So we kind of started off as a joke. And because we were struggling to come up with a name that suited Mm. our personalities. um, And then it kind of, we thought about the literal meaning of it. And we're like, yeah, we want to be a really no BS sort of brand. We want to be approachable. We want the idea of our brand is to be affordable while still having some good quality and we just want to go to work in jeans and sneakers and chat to our clients and actually help them and educate them and be like a friend almost. So the literal meaning Mm. of our brand name Mm. really made sense because we're like Four Corners Rugs, that's what you're getting. This is how we're going to give you our service is just what you see what you get. I guess the reason where it resonates with me is it's a very similar backstory. So having yeah. been around furniture and the front end of the story is to just do exactly what you said, have a nice space, casual approach to what you're doing, but you know what you're talking about and you just want to help people you get have a rug to know that, what you're that they love, about. right? And that serves a purpose. Or so, a couch. Yeah, but or a couch. at the same or, time, you don't have to be snooty about mm. it. Um, so the, I guess the, the next sort of question that runs through my mind is the industry of, Retail, 
the industry of rugs, the industry of furniture, furniture, the industry in general, what I've got my opinion about it. Mm-hmm. What's your opinion? Like what is your what's your vibe when you go shopping? Furniture shopping. Or rug shopping. Like I'm sure you have looked at other rug stores. Finally enough we or, don't, which right. is um I don't know if it's a it's a good thing or not, but we reached, We recently had someone from a competitive rug store, one of their employees, come in and just sort through all mm. of our stuff and have a look and under the guise of like, oh, I'm just browsing, but how much is this and how much is that? Mm. And I'm like, everything's on the website. You don't need to walk in here and, you know, yeah. have a snoop because I would never do that to someone else. I guess it's not the not the snooping around. I guess it's more the... How are you? How are you? How you see the industry, the industry of, of rugs and how rugs are are sold to consumers versus how you're doing it? Yeah, of course. So, I think there's a lot of great brands out there, and with a similar approach of trying to get modern contemporary rugs into the modern home, things have evolved. People don't necessarily want the traditional Persian rugs anymore, um, and they have a the place in a beautiful home in a beautiful setting, but a lot of people have gone towards a more modern, pared back, minimalistic sort of um, vibe and decor style. So there's a lot of stores out there that offer that in a really clean, simplistic and modern way, which I really respect and like. But I think the difference is also giving people the educational piece behind it. So I think some furniture stores might be a bit snooty about their approach or, you know, where are certain price points so we want a certain clientele. We want everyone. If you've, if you've got a really huge budget or a small budget, it doesn't phase us. Can we make your room look beautiful? Mm. And the key thing for us is, is it functional for your room? If you've got three young kids and two dogs, I'm not going to give you a full 100% viscose rug, which I know if you spill water on it will ruin it. So we try and not only look at the aesthetic but also look at the functionality. And I'm not sure if other stores are doing that. I hope they are because everyone mm, well, should be equipped with the knowledge. I, but I don't think they're doing it as, as... The feedback we get is that... Do you it's think it's because much. of scale? Do you think Do you think the mindset becomes, I just want to sell more rugs? Maybe. Um, I think not, it also becomes... I want to sell the right rug to the right person for the right environment. Um, it's hard to say because I'm not in their shoes, but I would probably, it's either I want to just sell the rug and I want it to look good. Right. And then once you get to that point, it's really, it's kind of like you're backtracking on yourself being like, hey, we found a cool rug that would suit your space, but it might not work for your family. So you've kind of made a sale and then you're kind of going back on it potentially. Mm. There's a 50-50 chance that that person will be like, oh yeah, you're right. That's not appropriate. So once you've invested that much time with someone to get the aesthetic right, do you then necessarily want to then take it to the next level and make sure the functionality is also right? So when people are coming into, when they're come, either coming into the retail store or they're engaging on social media or email or phone, just quickly, like, what's the the process around purchasing a rug from from your your brother or your your staff or, members or anyone? Or yeah. like, are you are you um, do you find that? If you start asking them questions, they're very hesitant to answer because the con- the feeling that a consumer has is you're trying to sell me something. Yeah. You um, know what I'm saying? Like, do you get that? I do get that sometimes, but... It, like when you ask someone, what's your budget? You're not trying to sell them something expensive. You're trying to work, work out, out... Where should I start? I yeah. totally agree. And I think it, it comes down to delivery. I don't... Usually when I ask about budget, we've already had a bit of a 
a discussion. It's not obviously the same with you. It's not the no. first question you ask. You try to figure out, for us, I need size or a photo of the room is really helpful. I'm not going to s- sell you a rug that won't fit the space and equally I'm not going to ups- upsize you to the point where the rug's going to engulf the room and you should have bloody just carpeted the space. Like we need to work with the measurements of the room. So right. my first thing is I always ask measurement. The other thing is... Whilst our rugs, they're not pre-ordered, they're ready to go. You have no wait time, which is awesome. But the thing is, think of it like Zara. You go into Zara, the small, medium, large, extra large, the smaller medium might sell out first. So you can't just roam around the store trying to find something you like because that might not be available in your size because I have them ready to go. Um, So for me, the first step is figuring out size. And then usually the budget conversation can come after that because we've already had some rapport. They realise I'm here to help them. I'm not Mm. trying to upsell. Hopefully Mm. they realise that. And equally, it's just how you approach the situation. I will quite frankly be like, hey, not to be rude, do you mind if if you have a budget in mind, do you mind sharing that with me? Sure. And usually people are open to it because I'm like we've got a really affordable range that we brought in during COVID because um, we thought maybe people didn't have the same expenditure at that time. So we kept the same style but we did drop the quality a little bit just to be able to play with the budget or we've got our main collections which are your median sort of price your medium price like we're mid-range sort of so that was i guess when when people um when people are purchasing um a rug are they coming in and they're saying i've seen this rug or i like this for example if someone comes into our studio or sends us any form of email or dm they're like oh, i like i'm looking for a slip cover sofa i'm looking for uh, a sofa that's got feathers yeah so are you getting are you getting people coming in saying, holding you up, I love this or I, I'm looking for this? or I'm, Because I think the rug, I don't know anything about them and I think most of the common consumer has no idea what Which, what yeah. a weave is or what, what the, all these terminologies are. It's, there's a lot out there and that's why we try and dumb it down a little bit or make, simplify it at least. Um, you're lucky that you get customers knowing mm. what they want. Um, most of our clients have no clue. The only ones that do are really who have done a lot of research or have been on the rug hunt for so long and they haven't found what they've wanted so they know all the terminology and stuff already because they've been educated along their journey. Um, But mostly it's just decorators who know what they need. Whereas for us, our bread and butter are everyday people I and that's what I love doing. Yeah. I love being with someone who's like, I'm really sorry, I don't know what I'm looking for. Can you give me a hand? Of course I can. Of course, Because yeah. then I can work with a clean slate and teach them what to look out for. Whether you purchase from Four Corners Rugs or not, I've equipped you with the information so you can make a, you know, informed decision. Look, we're all about affordability and making good quality affordable but I'm not sitting here being like two grand is nothing. No, it's think, still a lot of money. Yeah, of course, but I think it's really important, the point you made, and it is one of the, our pillars in our business. And I'm, I'm, I'm assuming, you know, you have pillars in your business that yeah. shape your business. And I think one of those is educating people on what they're actually looking at or touching or um, why it suits the space or what the, the, the cleanability the is. Yeah, yeah the so all of these things, like you said, if they buy from Four Corners or not, I think they're going to leave and I think it's important for you and, and Ari for people to leave with that feeling. Well, I hope While they those leave guys with were that. great. Yeah, and that's the thing. Look, not everything is about a sale. That's the other thing. Like, you know, we're a baby business. We both have, you know, new new brand names out there. I'd much rather people, 
if I don't have what you need, I'd much rather you still leave with a smile on your face or being like, hey, they were really nice. Shame they didn't have what I needed and say something nice about us to their friends and get that word of mouth happening as opposed to being like, mm, they were, yeah, they I were think a bit that's rude. They important. didn't have what I wanted so they just kicked me out. No, if I don't have what you want, I don't know what my competitors have in terms of stock. I'm not, I'm not keeping an eye on it. But I can still point you in the right direction. I'll be like, hey, this is a size you need. You're on the right strip. There's a few more to my left. There's a few more to my right. Yeah. Check it out. If you need more help, come back. Um, or if you're open to change, like some people are adamant they want a particular colour. And sometimes I can see that a different colour would really work and suit the space better. I'm like, hey, do your research, shop around. If you're open to having that chat with me about an alternative, come right back. Do you get people coming back often? Yeah, we do actually. Yeah. We yeah, do. that's interesting. Because you usually start with one rug. Because once you start the journey and you've never bought a rug before or you don't really know what you're doing, you're not going to buy eight at one time. You're not going to deck out your whole house. You're going to buy your living room rug. So once we've gone through that journey and then people are like, hey, you know what, I really like one in my bedroom or maybe we should put one in the dining room and create two different zones in the house and just really, because everyone's got open plan these days, really distinguish the two spaces, they'll come back because they've had a good experience. And I'm not saying every single person will have the most excellent experience with us. I might be someone's taste or I might not be. Mm. But a majority of our clients, who the ones who have been happy, have come back or have sent a friend over. And I'm just over the moon with that because it means my approach is working. Ari and I have worked really hard to try and be really friendly or informative. Some people think maybe they think the informative sharing of knowledge might be a bit, oh, they they're showing off. Of Fine. course. Of if someone course. thinks that, that yeah, I'm yeah. not your person for yeah, you. Yeah, of course. That's a, that's 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 a very common thread in the uh, the industry, even in sofas. If you if you come across that you understand the way the sofa is manufactured, it can seem as oh well, you're a know it all. Yeah, but, but you're no, just sharing the information. You. And back in the day, people wouldn't share that. Like yeah, there's like the, they the just secrecy, people wouldn't. Yeah. yeah, it's a secrecy. Oh, you go learn it yourself. But I guess the um the biggest thing. I'm hearing out of this is uh, quality, um, price, not not price pointed, but price sensitive to uh, briefs and service and relationships. So the relationship side of your business, let's just let's just talk about that for a minute. You've got your relationships here in Australia with your customers. Um, where are the, all the rugs manufactured? Ah, uh, this is the fun stuff. Yeah, and so gosh, COVID is- ruined the fun part of it for us. But um, but I saw Ari's been travelling. Yeah, so he just came back from India. Okay. So some of our rugs are made in India um, and some of them are made in Turkey. And that's the whole breaking the secrecy thing. I'm not going to hold that. People should know what they're buying and they should know the origin of their product. Um, so is there a difference? Like he's, if someone says, my rug was made in Italy, people have an assumption, well, it's got to be better quality than if it's made in another country, for example. Yeah, so your creme de la creme kind of rugs are your Persian rugs. So that's in Iran. It's the traditional hand-knotted or actually Nepalese rugs as well, stunning quality, absolutely gorgeous. And that's your traditional knotting. And a hand-knotted rug means that literally every little dot or like weave you see on a rug so say so like, if you get down and you split like a the, stitch yeah like so if stitch, you pull the rug apart you can see, see all the individual dots, dots. Yeah. so all those dots are literally they've been hand knotted and cut and then like they've been it's called a weft wow. and then they go on to the next one so if you have something super intricate for the sake of a podcast say if you've got an apple that you want to put on a rug like the image of the apple is 
on woven on the rug. Mm. Say the background is blue. You go a blue knot, blue knot, blue knot, then you have to change to a red knot, red knot. Ooh, there's a bit of the core there, so maybe I'll change that to a brown seed. And you keep going in one line and then you keep, like, it's just insane. Yeah, that's crazy it's how they do that. It's insane how they do that. And then imagine not just an apple but the intricate Persian designs with the paisleys and the yeah. florals and all the different colours. That is it's incredible to watch. So are but you guys designing the rugs or are you buying off shows or off suppliers? How Both. does that side Both. of things work? So we don't do the Persian style. No, no. We are modern. Yes. So we like contemporary, we like minimalistic, but also some really wacky rugs. Like I have a really loud rug in my room and I love it um, in my living room. But to, we can't justify paying an artisan or charging our clients the price to get a hand-knotted rug. So we've got some of them, but a majority of our rugs come from India because they do hand looms and they're just professionals at it. They have taught themselves the skill. They have done their research. They have gone to their surrounding countries and gotten all the utensils and, and learned how to do the craft and they just bang them out amazingly. So a hand loom or a hand tufted, which means it uses um, certain frames to assist them to make the rugs they're all fantastic quality from India so that's where we'll get them from some people we meet at fairs and we're like hey this is a really cool design sure I'll I'll bring that into our store so you're kind of curating as if you would have art pieces yeah. um, in a gallery and other times we actually design our own rugs and then that goes through a sampling process I get miniature versions of them just to double check all the colors and everything when I'm happy with it I'll say hey make me four of every size and bring it in so did you guys Open the store straight away, or were you online, or how did what was the? No, we opened just just what was the? Yeah, how did that work? It was tough because our building got delayed in opening because it was a new shop, but we opened straight away. Um, so touch wood, I'm very lucky in that we had the family business to start with. So I actually purchased rugs. Um, Ari and I, sorry, purchased rugs from Mum. Okay. So we're like, let's take a little bit of your stock. Um, the ones that we think might suit our clientele. And before we opened, we had also placed a couple of orders for the style that we wanted. So while they were coming, we still had something to open the showroom with. So that's sort of how we started off. And then from there, we just kept ordering what we thought our clients were responding well to. And then we were like, look, we want to do our own thing. So it's not so much about supply and demand of design it's also who do we want to be and then we started curating designs that were what we like in our home so if I like it in my home I'm going to be able to sell it easily and I can't lie so if I have a rug that I don't love I can't sell it to someone it just it sounds it sounds uh, like it's a really simple process for buying a rug now what I mean by that is the back end of it isn't the work to get where you have where you are now hasn't been but what I mean is that it sounds like you walk into the store and there's a, there's these selections in front of you. Yep. You work through that selection based upon what you think you might want and end up heading towards something that you thought you didn't want or didn't like, but it's all there and ready, ready to, go. to go. Now, and is to it ready to go straight off the – do you do you take it straight off the showroom floor? floor? Yeah, we can because it hasn't gone anywhere. Of course. So it's essentially like, like a clothing store. It's the easiest example. Mm. You buy something, they replenish it from the back room, they bring it out on the floor again. It hasn't gone anywhere. So if I have it there and then you're like, hey, Tiles, I really want this, done, fold it up, popped in your car. Um 
sometimes it might be like my really large sizes, my four by three meter rugs. They're not in the showroom because my showroom's small. How big is the showroom? Um, oh gosh, you're asking the wrong questions because I don't know square okay, meterage and enough. stuff. But we've got, um, I'd say one, two, three, four piles of different sized rugs. Um, all so we've got the small the two medium sizes and the large size. So mm. extra large is what I would call a four by three. And that's the stuff I don't have in the showroom, but I make sure I have a sample of one of the other sizes. So you can still see it in the showrooms, touch it, feel it, and we can go through the um, buying process. Um, I guess what I was meaning, the simplicity, or the simplicity around it, I find with other, I mean, I know um, some other um, rug brands um, that I just find it really complicated. Like really? the, oh, they've got the boxes with all the samples in oh, it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you, you, pick, can, you can pick a colour, but it's really hard to tell because yeah, it's so Yeah, that's small. what I mean. So it doesn't sound like you, that no. that's your, so I'm getting that there's a pretty clear, there's a pretty clear position you guys sit in the market. And yeah. I think it's smart. I think it's a position that I'm not sure, well, here in Sydney, I'm not sure if there's anyone that just, I, I think a lot of people, they never stay in their lane. They'll do something and then someone will start talking about, for example, the Persian rugs and they'll be like, oh, oh should, we, should we get a few in? Or, oh, they'll start talking about something else or run it. Like, you don't do hall runners and they'll st- and then the, the mind's like, oh, well, we should try that. Stay in so, your lane for a yeah, while until you really find cool your feet. Yeah, I think it's really cool that you do that. And you know? look, we may not have found our feet 100% yet. So I might fine tune what we're doing, but the crux of it is I want our customers to have ready-made rugs. I don't necessarily want to pre-order stuff. Sometimes we do pre-orders because something's sold out and clients have the want it back. So I'll be like, okay, I'll restock it only if the people who pre-order. Otherwise, people have seen it in the store and they yeah. just want it. That's fine. But I'll never do – we do custom order rugs. So when you see those little colour boxes with yes. the little wools, um, they're made to order. Yes, and we make to order when we have custom, which kind of goes into what you sort of do. Yes. Um, but essentially when we custom order a rug, it's probably because someone has a really unique design in their mind that they can't find in the market. It doesn't exist. They want to do something individual. Like maybe I've had someone who's drawn their own design. They're like, can you make this into a rug for me? I was like, yeah, we totally could. Or we have a unique size and it doesn't exist in the market and we just need it all super big. If you yeah, go any larger yeah. than four by three, they don't exist. They're I guess it's made. more just around the the clear direction you've got in in your brand, where you stick to your lane and you're not trying to be everything to everyone. And no. I think that's I think that's great. And and um, you I buy, think that you will, get what you like. You get what you see essentially with yeah, us. But yeah. equally, we do do custom orders on the side. Ari loves doing them. That he froths for it. He loves yeah. it, and I actually enjoy them too. But. For me, I like working with people in the store and educating them and helping them out and then seeing a really cute photo of their home. It <laughs> makes me so happy. But we do do the custom orders, again, for people who really need it because it is um, time-consuming. There is more of a lead way because someone has to make it by hand. It's not easy. Of course, it's not like two weeks. It's not two weeks. It's a couple months. Of course. And then there's the shipping. And there's, there's so many shipping dramas at the moment. I don't want to be upsetting my clients. Yeah. So we use that in case someone needs it. Mm. Um, and we love doing it. And we've got plenty of custom orders. But what you see is what you get. And yeah. that's what we want because it's hard to, for me, it's different because I'm a creative. I can visualize things in my mind really easily. But I have to remind myself on the daily that most people can't. Yeah, most people aren't creative and I guess that brings me on to your comment you made before around the branding, the social media, the shoots. 
How is that curated? How are you put? Was that clear up front when you and Ari started? This is what we want. I mean, I have seen some some cool images of. Yeah. I think that was Ari on the armchair that you sent me. Is that Ari? Yeah. Uh, yeah? No, that no? was actually a friend of ours yeah, so, who modelled I mean, for us. Yeah. It's 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 unusual to. Um, it's unusual to hear your backstory that you were educating law, you're working in law, and boring, to be boring, so creative, boring. right? Like it's a very, I'm not saying lawyers aren't creative, but they're creative in a different aspect. Creativeness to me is visually creative, Artistic. being able to see something artistically, you know, walk into a room and say, oh, let's do a shoot here because it's got amazing walls or it's got amazing floors or it's, you know, the light in here is amazing. I, don't, I just don't think a lot of people can see that. So let's quickly run over your social media, do you, yep. is that something you focus on? Is that something that is your biggest yes. driver? It is one of our biggest drivers. It is also one of my, the biggest banes of my existence because <laughs> you have to stay on top of it. And to be, I have to be mindful that we're super creative and we like doing different campaigns. So to go back to what you said before about how we started, Ari and I were very focused on not being the same as everyone else. We wanted to be a little bit different in our approach, in our service, and also in the style we provided. Um, so we only wanted to do modern and we only wanted to do affordable to mid-range. So that was really easy. And then we were like, hey, we are a bit different. We wanted our store to be a little bit more of an industrial feel. So it's not, we don't want to be come across too posh that you feel it's too expensive for you. We mm. want everyone to be like, hey, this looks cool. Maybe I can't afford it. So when you come into our showroom, it's nothing flashy. It's just it's just simple. It's, it's easy simple. to walk it's through. It's easy to navigate by yeah. yourself. In case I'm busy with someone else, you can navigate by yourself. Then the the website has all the information you possibly need to do your research in a one-stop shop sort of thing. You don't need to go to 10,000 different websites to figure out what's going on. Um, so we've got a lot of information out there. But when it came to social media, as much as I'm super creative and so is Ari and we have really cool campaigns like the photo shoot you saw, the photo I sent you with the guy sitting on a couch on the rug, um, that was part of our High Street collection and that was a collection we brought in during COVID because we thought maybe people can't afford necessarily the same budget they used to, so let's bring in really beautiful rugs but just play with the, the quality a little bit so we could sell it for much cheaper. And then we thought of the concept, well, I thought of the concept, high street. Every main city has a high street with your H&Ms, your Zara's, all of that, your fast fashion. So I'm like, this could be the equivalent of the fast fashion of rugs. So we literally did a fashion photo shoot for that. So that's why you see the models, their faces actually in the photo because it was replicating sort of young teen yeah. fast fashion. Or we did one of my favourite campaigns of all time, we do rugs differently. So I didn't hire um, models from a modelling agency. I went to people that I admired. One is a drag queen, one is a gorgeous transgender woman and one is one of my friends who wanted to start off like a bit of a modelling portfolio. I'm like, I'll give you your first gig and use the photos for your portfolio. And they wore the rugs in different ways. Like they wore them as skirts, for yeah, I've instance. Seen those. Yeah, they, that it's just was, a different story. It's a different perception you're putting out into the market. And again, it comes back to our branding. Like our Four Corners rugs is very literal. We do rugs differently. That campaign was very literal. Like, they're wearing the rugs, they're not on the floor with a couch. They are diverse models. Again, not what you would normally think. So you could associate it with whatever that phrase meant to you as a person because it had so many different layers. So that's the kind of stuff we love doing. Yeah, I but saw something the other day. You had two rugs sitting in a canal. 
Yeah, in a, like an alleyway. Everywhere. What is your What does Mum think about the the brand and the branding and the direction? She's very different, I guess. To very what? different, and she's super supportive of it. Um, yep. And that's kind of why we wanted to do our own brand because Mum is a known name in the industry, and she has a lot of like everyday customers just like we do but also really high-end decorators and architects and stuff that like working with her and when you're starting off and toying with whether the market will respond well to your vision we didn't want to spoil what she has worked so very very hard to create so we thought let's try our own brand and play around with it that way so we had a clean slate and she's really supportive of it we even did a naked photo shoot (laughs) and she was getting her mates around like who wants to pose naked for my kids for their like naked calendar like anyone want to volunteer I was like thanks mom that's awesome so you connect do you do, do you connect emotions to rugs I do a little bit um what I mean by that is so when we when we make a sofa, for example, someone will come in to the to the studio, be it um, by themselves, yep. a couple, a family. From the time they come in to the time we deliver, it might be an eight week period. Yeah, which is super quick, by the way. Right? Anyone yeah. who's listening, yeah, you can't get that. No. Everyone is having shipping dramas. Support yeah. local manufacturers. Of course, I mean we're six to eight weeks. That's insane. So what I mean by that is when you deliver the product to them and it's in their house and you get, oh, my God, this is so amazing, Mm. you kind of think to yourself, well, that's what we do it for. You know, that's why we do it. And I guess that's the emotions, bringing back an emotion. So someone spends a lot of time in their living room. Of course they do. And they're sitting on their lounge. They've got the rug. So I guess it's do you – you've got a rug on your floor. Are people saying, I just want a rug on the floor to fill the space or are they getting a rug because they want to fulfil, come home and say – it makes me feel great. I think there's been a massive shift towards being house proud, which is what I've noticed. Whereas when we were growing up, maybe, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think there was a perception of, oh, this couch will do or this rug will do because it was a functionality purpose. Whereas a lot of people are now really considering even their small decor objects or candles and, you know, does this look nice and I'll put this up on the wall and the art and there's a lot of people want to be house proud now, which is what I've noticed. So there's definitely a lot more emotion attached. So I'd say about 90% of our clients feel that way. There is the 10%. They're like, do you have anything cheap? I just need something. It's a small rental. I don't know if I'm going to be in the city for very long, blah, 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 but I still need it for Mm. functionality purposes, warmth, acoustics, blah, blah, blah. And we can help them too. That's fine. But yeah, it is very emotional. Um, the other thing I would say in terms of the emotion about it, it's not so much once they've had this, once you've gone through the purchase and that it's in their home and they're happy and everyone's in love with the rug. There's an element of considering the um, the emotions prior to that. Do you want to create a moody sort of look? Are we going for your darker colours and your richer textures? Do we want something uplifting? Is there enough natural light in the room or do I have to play with um, the material in the rug so it can glisten a little bit more? Mm. So your artificial silks or your bamboo silks and stuff, they attract a lot of light so they have a natural luster. And what all of that also works with what mood you want. Do you want it to be nice, light and airy or are we creating like a cinema room I just, masculine? I still think it all comes back to an emotion. I uh, think but it it's brings, all an emotion. It brings an emotion to somebody and I think you're right. I think consumers and people and, you know, us in, as humans in general want to feel that with what we're doing, not only with our rugs or with our shoes or our clothing. And I think people are becoming more selective and I think people are becoming more conservative with what they're buying. And so they should. Um, you know, this... 
I mean, I don't want to keep going on about it. The fast fashion industry, you know, is something that we, um, you know, find to very be very overwhelming. I know you've you've mentioned a few brands that are very strong in that industry. For us, you know, our product, and I'm assuming it's it's also your product. You're making a product that you want people to keep and last. You mm-hmm. don't particularly want them to keep it and toss it on the side of the road in a year. So, but if they do, for instance, because some people I find like the trend now is even with decor. I'm not sure if you've noticed. People are more willing to change their decor every five to ten years. Whereas previously, I grew up with the same couch, and when Mum chucked it out, I was devastated because I grew up with it. Of course, there was a different. There's definitely a shift in my industry. Definitely there's been a shift for Pe- us. People too. are purchasing uh, sofas or lounge chairs or, or or beds, and they're they're investing the time to understand how it's made, understand the fabric, understand what's inside of it and put it into their home and they want to build their room and keep that room for a period of time. Yeah. So we don't, um, you know, there's always going to be room for the other the other fast furniture, as we call it. Um, but anyway, look, I guess just, you know, we'll have to wrap it up pretty soon. The, I guess my final sort of question is, is there something next for you guys? Have you got something you can, is there new designs coming? I mean, you probably don't want to, are you going to, open more stores? Do I would you have love a, to. Like, what is, what's the dream? To, I've always wanted to come back to Sydney and I'd love to open up a second showroom here, but that I think is a little while off because of how devastating the COVID lockdowns, especially in Melbourne where we were closed for a whole, nine months in total. Yeah, it was shocking. That's insane. Yep. I could have created a human being in that time. Like <laughs> it's just insane to think. Um, but, yeah, I, I would love to end up in Sydney. But in terms of designs, we've got some cool new designs coming. For us, our winter period is our big period. So I just got a new shipment of lots of designs in both the cheaper and the mid-range um, collections. For us, our motor collection sells out. So there's heaps of restock of that. And I'm concurrently working with um, a couple of my weavers in India to get a range because I've listened to what my clients need. There's a lot of people who want a lot more wool, whereas there was a trend away from wool for a couple of years because of the um, hypoallergenic kind of um, concerns. But now a lot more people want the wool because it's easier to clean and maintain. So we're going to come up with our own design. What about washable rugs? Washable rugs, we have looked I've into. I've seen someone's launch those. Yep, I have seen them. Yep. We were going to do it two years ago. Yep. I just have a – they're so thin, of course they have to they be because of the weight. They have to be because you're putting them in the in washing, washing machine, machine yeah, of course. which can at max take eight kilos, yeah. whereas our rugs could be like 40 kilos. It's insane. So there's a place for them. I understand them. It doesn't feel the same. It doesn't I guess it's just insulation. the evolution, right? It's something yeah. someone's trying, which which is great. Well, It's awesome. But for us, we're looking at recycling. So, again, coming back to that fast furniture, um, I guess in your industry you could encourage – clients to or customers to reupholster, which would be an awesome way or, you know, fix them up so it looks like yeah, their new like, aesthetic. Yeah. But we are now considering a program where they take old rugs, kind of mulch them down, decompose them a bit, and then send them, that's all done locally in Australia, and then send that offshore to get it spun into a new fibre that we can then used to weave the rugs again. Yeah, well, that's cool. You see, that, that's the kind so of that's, stuff we're looking at. That's a similar initiative we've got. We've, it's the Sofa Project. It's where clients who purchase a sofa from us, their existing sofa, we um, we donate that to an organisation that 
uh, looks after mainly women and children that have left domestic relationships. Oh, so wow. they're rehoming them. So That's if you're a awesome. client and you come in and buy a sofa from us, your existing sofa, if it's in the in a condition that is favourable, yeah. we will have it clean, we'll pick it up, um, it'll be wrapped and it'll be donated. So, That's amazing. You know, we're moving that cycle around. So I think it's cool what you're doing and I think the brand's cool. I think two young people, you know, having a go, you know, I, 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 I can't I can't praise you guys enough for oh, having a go you. at something, especially if something that's in your blood and you've you know, you've been in the corporate, you've now back into this. I mean your your mum must be super proud and it's I a shame so. I didn't get to meet Ari, but now the borders are open, I'll definitely be coming to you Melbourne. You need to come back. Sorry, yeah, I had definitely. to he had to man the store. There's only two of us at the yeah, moment. That's okay. So as we're growing things will change and we can both kind of travel around. But he just went to India. And Lucky I had guy. to man the store. So yeah. Sydney's mine. What's your trip next? This is mine. Um, Turkey next. Oh. Turkey. So, yeah, go check up on Well, that, thanks for coming. Stock. Thank you so nice much for having you. me. I'm so Enjoy excited. Enjoy your trip. We'll talk Thank soon. You. See you. Bye. That's all for Cura Conversations for this episode. Head to fourcornerrugs.com or their Instagram to build a connection. We'll see you all in a couple of weeks where we'll be joined by a high-end marketing supplier that you would not think is now part of Branding Strategies. Yeah.